Do you think if you actually took voice lessons, you could be you could sing well? Totally. <laughs> Sign me up. No skin in the game, huh? Confident as hell. Confident as hell. If I had some lessons behind me, don't even get me started. That could also be a, having a podcast name, Confident as Hell. I know we constantly are like coming up with new co- podcast titles, you guys, and we're regretting all of our decisions. So please tell us that you like the title. Just go with it, okay? I know. Makes us damn hard to find on the internet thanks to the Adam Sandler 2011 movie. But what can you do? We all make choices. <laughs> we all make choices. We all make our beds and we all sleep in them. All right. Take the words right out of it. Line in this cot that we made. <laughs> Speaking of people trying to sleep with people, we got the Bachelor recap, you guys. We're really excited. Um, this episode honestly was really good, in my opinion, much better than last week. Don't even get me started on the notes section of my phone. It is as long as a book that you had to read in AP Lit in high school. As long as the Bible itself, some might uh-huh. say. Some might say. I, I said that an hour ago, so plagiarism. She might say. I actually took notes this week too, Ash. So, okay, let's see these notes coincide. So my first note, it was just a thought, shower thought. Chris doesn't do much these days. He pops out for seven minutes, pops away. That's all he does. He's getting paid a boatload of money, and he's probably just in the hot tub writing a second erotic novel. It's really true. And it's starting to make me think like maybe in the second half of the season, there's less girls. Does he have a bigger role or has he always had this small of a role? Like, what is he doing? It might be because I'm watching it like not without a massive group of friends right now because we're not in college anymore. But I'm starting to pick up on all these little nuances and I don't like them. (laughs) I don't like them either. I'm starting to see right through this facade they've created. (laughs) Um, But anyways, kicking it off at the beginning of the episode, I I'm so glad Victoria left. You're not glad about it, but I'm oh my God, I have so glad. I have so many more things to say before we even hit there. Well, that's what she the- happens. At the beginning, she gets sent No, home. Anna, Anna causes some controversy. He pulls her aside and they have like a little talk. Nobody's asking the big questions. Where did this rumor come from? We're either canceling the rumor or we're running with the escort rumor. No one's asking where it came from. I that's want answers. True. Is it real or not? I know that they I know they said it wasn't real, but I want real I don't know. I want more proof. I think with every rumor, there's like a smidgen of validity to it. So maybe she was hanging out with older men and she was like a sugar baby situation. Like, who knows? Like, that's speculation too, but that could be true. That's more believable than me. I don't know. I want to wear Anna's sparkly dress to New Year's Eve. Oh my God. Anna's outfit and her hairstyle was so 60s. It was the cutest thing I've ever seen. I'm loving the diversity of this cast, not only in, you know, race and ethnicity, but also in outfits, in style choices, like all across the decades. Like I'm so here for it. It's Mm -hmm. she was the cutest thing I've ever seen. She was so emotional when he confronted her and she was was like, I just want to lay down and cry. And I was like, I I can relate to that feeling, that pit, that pit the size of Texas. She was like, I just want to go cry in the shower. I was like, oh, I've been there. (laughs) Uh Absolutely. And then the way after everyone was apologizing and backpedaling like crazy. Ew, I know. It was so inauthentic. It hurt. Totally. I thought that Anna handled her situation really well and all she like knew she made a mistake. She owned up to it and she just kept saying, I'm so disappointed in myself versus Victoria when she was confronted about her toxicity. She obviously is so delusional and was just uh, over the moon, upset, just like so delusional. Like I'm toxic. I'm clearly his wife. Like literally everything was going perfectly. Like she's on crack. What is going on with that girl? The way she talks, I wonder to myself what races through her mind as she's speaking. Like what gallops through her mind? (laughs) And like who are her friends in real life? Like how do they put up with that? (laughs) I don't know, man. 
I don't know. At least she was wearing makeup though. She looked kind of good in one of the scenes. Yeah, I like she finally looked put she finally looked put together compared to other times. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, I'm actually really glad that Matt sent both of them home. Yeah. I know you're like upset that Victoria's gone, but like I'm I, I just liked her fine. for the drama. I liked her for the drama. And then when she was running down the hallway and she was like, I'm gonna throw up, I'm hyperventilating. I was like, yeah. kind of relatable again, kind of relatable. <laughs> She was like, if I get sent home, I'll literally die. (laughs) If I were Matt, I'd be scared that she would hire a hitman. Yes, she would do something crazy. The way that she just crossed her arms and was like, okay, goodbye. You made a mistake. Yeah, she was like, I feel really sorry for you that these are your choices left. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of an idea. They should take all of the villains from all of the seasons and all of the guy villains and put them on Bachelor in Paradise together. That's so smart. I almost want to email them. Someone needs to do this. Or like Survivor Heroes versus Villains and they take like all the people and all the horrible people and put them on the island. They need to like really like lean into like more creativeness with Bachelor in Paradise. Totally. They would pay for this um, consultation that we're giving them. (laughs) This I'm going to hunt down some producers. Um, Also in the rose ceremony, he sent Mari home, the really, really pretty Puerto Rican girl. Did you see her blue dress? She was so gorgeous. I don't know if they glossed over that or I wasn't paying attention to the TV, but I didn't even realize that until I read a recap later that they sent her home and I'm devastated. I loved her. I loved her so much. I thought she was the prettiest girl ever grace Bachelor Nation. Like, I think she's so freaking beautiful. Like She was so so mature and so she carried herself so well. Yeah. Yeah. And then his conversation with Rachel was really good i thought rachel's date i can't even begin to describe to you yeah i think sometimes when i'm really feeling myself in my head i think i look like rachel which is not true i don't look like rachel but like in my head i do and that's all that matters (laughs) but her date was my ideal date that i could have ever gone on on any show with any man like the shopping the trying on the outfits like the purchasing of the outfits like it just looked so fun well, every other season they do a pretty woman remake <laughs> date. Yeah, a little bit. That's basically yeah. what it is. Yeah, it's a pretty woman remake date. Also, okay, Sean Lowe and Catherine, every Monday night they do on her stories, I believe. People write in questions about The Bachelor and they'll answer them mm-hmm. just totally honestly and candidly. I'm not sure if I heard them right, but I think they said the producers choose the one-on-one. Oh my every- God, really? And which I thought that's why I'm double like double or I'm questioning that I heard that right because that seems extreme but I think that the producers choose the one-on-one well did you hear Dylan Barber like Hannah Godwin's fiance slammed Bachelor Nation recently like this last week about how they treated Jet Wyatt and how like the producers have no hearts and no souls and they don't treat really? the cast members like people and they literally promote bullying but then have all these other side like things saying bullying's bad like we don't support this and then they yeah. literally force that these girls to bully each other for drama for national television yeah sean said on this tell or this like monday night thing sean said that when a girl is like having a falling out like in anna's case where she's literally it's falling apart like real time that a producer will go scurry to her room and pack her bags for her as he's breaking up with her they don't even like pack up their own stuff Stop. that's how like inefficient it is that's crazy. Yeah. This whole show, like, I would love just to go on it, just to know the insides of it, not mm-hmm. even to go on it to go on it. Like, I just want to know the behind the scenes stuff. I thought that the dinner that he had with Rachel, though, I thought the decor was weird. It reminded me of some warped version of the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> warped. <laughs> cheesecake Factory warped theme. Warped theme. 
so pretty though with all the dresses like i they look so good together and when he said you were pulling me into her i blushed i i blushed she's like i don't want to push you away and he's like you're pulling me in yes i was like i could die i could could literally die that one was so good that you can tell he likes her so much especially Mm -hmm. compared to a lot of the other make it so far okay matt i also noted no owns nothing but turtlenecks I know his style is getting a little old. In my it's opinion. turtleneck. We get it. It's fall. You're in what, Vermont, yeah. Pennsylvania, whatever. But come on. He was also wearing some like fuzzy purple cable knit sweater. Oh, and that I was, was like, I wrote that down. <laughs> it was, it was, yeah, fuzzy. It was a fuzzy purple it sweater. Was weird. It was weird. It was gross. I didn't like that one. I, that, was, that was a turnoff to me. That would be a turnoff to me, honestly, if I were one of the women. Yeah. Not to be too shallow, but that was like really really awful i thought it was really cute on the group date at the farm when chelsea was like i really like what matt's wearing today he looks great in green oh yeah (laughs) oh i might make this the title of this podcast episode but i'm um fascinated by ty the farmer where did they (laughs) pull ty the farmer out of and why did he agree is he a real farmer or did they just pull some yeah or is it fake and why does he just go by ty and why was he so readily like willing to cart around these women like it was a kindergarten like yeah. field trip to a petting zoo i just thought it was so funny the dichotomy between rachel's glamorous glorious date with like bougie clothing and then the next day all these girls are literally mucking out stalls for also, horses like what is that going to tell matt about them that they're troopers or something like i again i was getting really horrible flashbacks to my childhood when i'd have to go muck the stalls and i would wear a bikini top because i would wanted to get tan while doing it and it was the most redneck thing you could ever imagine i want to muck a stall when i visit i want it just like one mucking one shovel <laughs> One singular mucking. What is up with the? Are the producers on crack? Last week was the squirrel costumes, and this week was the mucking with Ty. Last week was like let's beat each other up, and this week was like let's shovel shit. That's what. And last season was women travel to Thailand. I know we're in a pandemic, but traveling to Thailand versus mucking stalls and milking goats. Yeah, like there's more creative things you could do on the in the woods. Like let's all go do an archery thing. I don't know, but they'd probably kill each other. But like let's do. (laughs) I don't know, just some. Anything else. They could all go outside and paint leaves or something. I don't know. I agree. <laughs> also in this group date, MJ really showed her true colors and she scares the actual crap out of me. Like yeah. I wrote down I would not want to get in a bar fight with her. Like she's really, really scary. Okay. I pulled this from the Bedshes recap. Ryan, if you're listening, I want you on the podcast. She writes all these recaps. She's funny as hell. But she <laughs> was talking about MJ and she was like, when MJ first came on, I or she looked like a free people ad and now if she came up to me and asked for my wallet and <laughs> like my phone I'd be scared out of my mind <laughs> or, like so I don't intimidating and she was like I don't want to be in a dark alley walking past MJ <laughs> totally. she has changed tunes she has really changed tunes and then that night at the group date I was really happy that Abigail got to open up to him i thought they had a really cute moment together Mm -hmm. about her potential for her children to be deaf and the way he handled that situation with such grace and like confidence and eloquence i was so into it backpedaling a little bit back to the day i didn't like the whole making out thing it rubbed me the wrong way oh where he made out with piper for a long time and she was like they're gonna wonder where you are (laughs) it kind of rubbed me the wrong way yeah that was weird like one kiss whatever i don't know it was just kind of off-putting it reminded me too much of like high school 
vibes. Yeah, it's like he was running around being able, like having the freedom to kiss any of these girls at any time he wanted. I feel like that's what it felt like to me. Like it was just weird. Yeah, it was very high schoolish. And also mapping from North Carolina doesn't mean he grew up on a farm. When he was like, I'm from North Carolina, you guys ought to learn how to work on a farm. That's what he said at the beginning of the date. They really got the producers will do anything for a bit like us. And then but Abigail, how you were just saying, I, yes, I thought that was adorable. I like how mm-hmm. bashful and like shy she gets when she talks to him. I, know. I think it's really cute and really sweet. And I really want to see her if she gets doesn't win this. I want to see her on something else. I want her on a one on one. I hope she's gets yeah. a one-on-one. she hasn't even had one. I'm literally hoping and praying it's like a Catherine Lowe situation. And she's just going to like pull through at the end. Yeah, I want her to get a one on one. Yeah, I really just want to hear them talk and hear more about I them. I didn't even realize that Katie is such a mature queen. Like, I think she yeah. has so much to offer and he's really overlooking her. She has a lot of potential. And then Michelle, I'm getting tired of women not understanding the show's premise. She was, she, she's new and she was like, oh. I don't understand. Like, it's hard to see him like dating other women. And I I was like, you've been on one date with this guy. And you know how the show works. He's going to date yeah. other women. Um, I know it's so annoying. The producers also probably push them to say that, though. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about kids one on one. Okay. I like her. I love her. I like him. Feel compelled to like follow she her was life. Really endearing for how like mm-hmm. you would think she would be stuck up and rich and kind of bitchy. Like she's really really nice and she seems very down to earth. And the fact that they had such a low key date and just like were cooking in his house mm-hmm. it just looked so comfortable. And I like he was saying how he comfortable how comfortable he was, and I felt very comfortable watching them too. So like I, I want them to cook for me together. Yeah. However, though, I hadn't heard Kit's name out of his mouth ever before. Convince me that he knew it. Convince me that's that why- he didn't need cue cards. Sir. <laughs> that's why I was shocked she got the one on one because I'm like, well, then maybe it's true with Catherine and. I was right, hearing them right, maybe. Catherine and Sean, that the producers are deciding the one-on-ones. Maybe because, like, why isn't Abigail getting one? Yeah. And then also, Kit, I cry at everything these days, but she cries at the drop of a hat. I know. That was, that was a lot. That was a lot. The a crying. lot of tears. And then cry me a river, Kit, the gold Bentleys. I know. She's like, I just grew up in the spotlight, and I need someone who's going to, like, help me through that. I'm like, what? Help you through living your lavish life? Like, my God. (laughs) And then also, she's like, falling in love isn't easy for me. And I was like, you don't even know if it's easy or not, Kit. You don't know. You're 21 years old, Kit. (laughs) You don't know. And she's – I looked it up because I was just so – like I said, fascinated by her, compelled enough to, like, look up her background harder than what I already knew. She's a fresh 21. She turned 21 in, like, May or something. That's crazy because that's how young you have to be or that's, Mm -hmm. like, the cutoff. Oh my god, that's crazy. And then I also said, oh, this isn't a jab at her age. This is just an observation. But when she was kissing him in the kitchen, it looks like it's the second boy she's ever kissed. It just felt awkward to me. Yeah, I don't think she's that good of a kisser. She does look like a little kid. I also wrote the way Matt's gigantic hands hold these girls' faces when he kisses them really gets me going. It's just something to me. His hands huge. Yeah, the way way he holds their head. Yeah, in the cusp of his hand. So firmly. And then I knew her mom was a fashion designer. I didn't realize her mom was Cynthia, um, what's her name? Raleigh. 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 I didn't realize that was the mom. I didn't realize that's how. Because when she said Gold Bentleys, when she said Gold Bentleys, I was like, it's got to be someone bigger than just a fashion designer. No, it was a big deal that she was going on the show. Like, I knew before even like the night one happened that her mom was Cynthia Raleigh. Like, okay, I just. Yeah, I didn't know. I thought I just knew it was a fashion designer. I knew the dad was like into art, and I was figured they were just like socialites, whatever. But no, they're like the real deal. <laughs> they are the real deal. Like she's not wearing any dupes. 
All that. Oh, and then I wrote down, I'm sorry, I'm just not buying that kid's talking about her partner, like, in long-term future. Like, tenses, she belongs in rush week. It's not even a jab at her personality. I was in a sorority. Oh. It's just, like, that's literally, like, the context of what she's talking she about really at this life stage. child, yeah. And, like, I would also feel that way if I were her. I mean, maybe she grew up pretty fast being in the spotlight and in the public eye. Like, you kind of have to mature. She's only – her last way. boyfriend was her high school boyfriend. Yeah, that's really weird. Like, does she realize Matt is a man? Like, a man-man, not a boy, a man? <laughs> I was recently 21, and I can't comprehend. How I'm old sure. is Matt? Is he 27? I think he's 28 or 29. I could not comprehend even kissing a 29-year-old. I will confirm for you. Let's talk about MJ and Jasenia's two-on-one that we ended the episode with. What are your thoughts? Who was the girl that was running to him and complaining about how they said I was varsity or I was JV and they were varsity? Oh, Jasenia is the one. Yeah. That was just a weird I literally wrote down JV versus varsity. The terms are so high school it hurts. Like, it's so immature of them to even, like, be talking in that manner. Like, you guys are supposed to be women. Like, who cares, really? Well, also, I don't, like, if, let's say we were on the show and I was like, Abby, we're the varsity girls, the new ones are the JV girls. It's just a witty joke. It's, like, such a, like, yeah. to take it as an insult and then tattle. I don't know. It's no. just, that's weird. I think- the thing was, if you take a step back, I think what was happening was there was that whole conversation about the toxicity and the atmosphere in the house, right? And so Matt was kind of having that conversation with everyone about like their thoughts, what like what's going yeah. on. And Jasenia probably just made some small side comment. Like it's not like she ran to him because they didn't even show this conversation. If it was of any substance, they would have shown this conversation between Jasenia and Matt saying, like, mm-hmm. I think MJ is the root of the problem in the house and she's spreading all this. Like it was probably just a side little thing. And she was like, Yeah, MJ, like calls this group of girls varsity and this group of girls JV, and that's it. And it was probably the smallest side comment ever. Yeah. But then the fact that he I'm glad that he brought it up to MJ because she was one of the mean girls. It was like Victoria, MJ, and Anna. Like those were the mean girls. And like the fact that MJ was so defensive and aggressive once she was accused because she knew that something was wrong. And she just kept saying, I lead by example. I lead by example. I preach honesty. What was she screaming? I preach peace and harmony. And it was so funny. It was so weird. Because the way she was like screaming it at everyone, how she preaches peace and harmony. It's like, that's not how someone who preaches peace and harmony talks. Like she was so aggressive. She has just changed her tune so much. Like for crying out loud, you were comparing her to Emery. And when she first got on the show and she was like that from appearances, but that's not her true character, I guess. No, true colors really shining through. Also, I wrote down that on the two on one that they're having, Jasenia's royal blue jumpsuit is incredible. I thought it looked really good. Yeah. Yeah. And I really hope he sends MJ home. That is my prediction. And that is my hope. I don't know. I don't really have any predictions. Like I said, I am just I'm so glad Kate got a one on one for the sake of I wanted to hear her talk more. And I need Katie and Abigail to get some more screen time. I agree. And I'm worried about the teasers going forward because it looks like Katie gets involved in the drama. And I'm like, no, Katie, you're supposed to be like the calm and collected one. And I also have a prediction about Heather never been kissed and how she's coming on. I oh, really, truly believe that they are just going to bring her on and she's going to come and say like, like, you know, how JoJo came on to Tasha's season, like how they bring on people from the past. I think she's just going to come on and like run a group date or something minor and not even try to date Matt in any way or just like check in with Matt and be like, I'm here as your friend just to see how you're going through this process. Like, 
it's not going to be anything substantial and they're just teasing it like it's going to be. I literally wrote down that Heather is coming to counsel him. I don't mm-hmm. think. But then when I really thought about it, I feel like on the very first on episode at the end of it when they do the entire season, like sneak peeks, I feel like I saw Heather in a dress. Okay, like a well. Cocktail. Maybe dress. it's like runs the girls through a group date. Like mm-hmm. I just don't see her trying to come I mean, up and date him. Like it's way too far into the season anyway. And second of all, the way that they just teased the end when Chris was like, Heather, you could ruin everything for Matt. The way that he said that, yeah. it was so fake it's- and manufactured. I'm like, there's no way. It has to be like a big fat joke. Yeah. No, I, I think that she's coming to counsel. But if a friend's coming to counsel them, I feel like they should have brought Hannah Brown on. Well, they also bring Tyler C. Did you see that? No, I didn't. I'm excited. Yeah. There was a flash and Tyler C. was playing pool with him. So he'll be on the okay. season. That'll be fun. I'm just holding my breath truthfully for Bachelor in Paradise I am praying it can happen this year and last summer when they were like it can't happen because of COVID I was like why can't it they're basically doing it now by being isolated on a yeah I think with what they understand about everything now and about quarantining and everything they will have it because they literally quarantine on a beach like what what more could you want they're not interacting with anyone (laughs) Bachelor in Paradise is my bread and butter I live for that show don't even get me started on how much I adore Bachelor in Paradise it's so good. It's quality content for my eyes. I and agree. that I have no issue watching alone and never discussing with a soul. Like I care enough totally. about it to, for it to be an internal thing. I totally agree. All right. Well, should we let the fans know which book they picked? Which book we're going to read next? Oh, yes. It did go to a vote. Out to, the vote was out to all of America. Yeah. After a lengthy race, a presidential <laughs> race. After thousands of you counted in your thoughts and opinions on which book. We had our intern tallying on pen and paper in the back each. (laughs) (laughs) Tally marks, yes. But basically, the results are that we are going to read Such a Fun Age by Kylie Reed. And we're really excited about it. It's going to mix up the genres for us. We've been reading a lot of like romance and like vibey Hallmark type books in my opinion and so I'm ready to like shake things up and I'm excited if you guys want to read along with us we're going to order it on Amazon get that Amazon Prime shipping and we will be discussing the book at the end of February I might get it from my local library I don't feel I don't feel the need to order on Amazon (laughs) I don't have my libraries open if you can believe that (laughs) oh how unfortunate well I know someone is some one of our uh, Hunger Games sponsors send Abby uh, such a fun age (laughs) Yeah, I'll be looking up in the trees in my forest to see if you guys sent me anything. (laughs) And every day is one day closer to us visiting Abby. And I just realized that your dad has a drone, doesn't he? We should take some. He has a drone. Oh, my gosh, Ashley, I think I forgot to tell you the first day. Okay, this man literally is the most technologically inept person I've ever seen. Why would I buy a drone? I don't even feel confident in my ability to buy a drone. And I think I'm smart about technology. I couldn't even figure it out. I was so shocked that this was like the passion project he chose to embark on. And he did it. And I supported him. And the first day, he brings the drone outside. (laughs) like he spent like two days figuring out the technology right he brings it outside he starts playing around with it it's going up and around and i went out footage is he taking footage with it what does he want to do with it he wants to like record some cool footage of the farm some aerial shots and like some wildlife i don't know but basically i saw him playing with it and then i was like okay i'm going to the grocery (laughs) store or whatever i came back and i was like hey how'd it go like what's what's up and he's like it's gone. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he was like, 
the drone is gone. And I was like, what do you mean it's gone? And he's like, it just started flying away and I couldn't get it to come back. And the GPS wasn't fully set up, so I couldn't find it and it wouldn't stop when it went out of range and it was off. And he spent an hour like driving around trying to find it in the bushes and he thinks it went in the river and it was just so sad. Like. <laughs> so it just either is laying on your property somewhere or got washed onto the banks of the river <laughs> we looked on like our neighbor's roofs like we thought it landed on someone's roof <laughs> that's a nice drama for the day and he looked like one of those kids that gets the balloon from the restaurant <laughs> and then they accidentally let it go and they're just so was upset. he upset was he upset did he show it on his face yeah he was upset dad is a very <laughs> stoic man I think he was also a little embarrassed that he only had it for like a day, basically. But then he ordered another one. So things are going better. He's keeping it in range. He's practicing more. But it was just really funny. That is quite frankly one of the funniest things I've ever heard. <laughs> like if you would know if you guys know my dad or if you've seen like a picture of him that I posted or anything, like it was just the funniest thing. Like he would never buy such an electronic toy like this. And the fact that he lost it within like a few hours. I would have punched a wall if I lost it that way. Yeah. Yeah. No, me too. I would have been really mad. I think he just kind of like had a level of acceptance and he's like, well, <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> that is so funny and I would love to take some footage yeah. with it. Totally. Not sure yeah. what, but could be funny as hell. Yes, All right, well, we'll um, post a picture of Kevin and his new drone on the story, too. Totally. Everyone's pining for that, we know. Um, we hope you guys are enjoying these Bachelor recaps. Stay tuned next week. We're going to have another one for you. And if everyone wants to read along with us, go order Such a Fun Age by Kylie Reed. All right, talk to you guys soon. Just go with it. <laughs> <laughs>